Welcome to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. My name is Jenna, and in this series, I'll be speaking to plastic surgery residents and giving you an inside look at what it's like to train at their institution. We'll discuss the logistics, the leadership, and the lifestyle of a plastics resident at their program. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Mei Yang, who's a fifth-year resident at Loyola University in Maywood, Illinois. Mei is originally from Toledo, Ohio. She completed college at Case Western Reserve University and medical school and a master's in business administration at Ohio State. Her interests include facial trauma, breast reconstruction, and aesthetic surgery. May, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So I'd love to start by hearing kind of a big picture overview about your program at Loyola. Okay, so to start, Loyola is a six-year program. We're located in a suburb just 15 minutes outside of Chicago. It's about nine miles away. It's a western suburb in Maywood, Illinois. Program structure-wise, the first two years is a mix of plastic surgery and general surgery. The last four years is plastic surgery uh, with subspecialties mixed in there. Do you know the breakdown in terms of months, how much plastics you get in the first two years? Yeah, of course. So the first two years Your PGY one year is three months of plastics and two months of burn. Since I'm talking about burns, I'll say a little bit about our burn program. So Loyola University was actually one of the first burn centers in the state of Illinois. It was established by a plastic surgeon at Loyola. It's currently looking for a new chief. Its previous chief was a general surgeon, though, but they are looking at hiring either a plastic surgeon or another general surgeon. We are the disaster center for the tri-state area. So any big burns from Wisconsin, Indiana, those areas, sometimes also from Michigan, will come to Loyola. We have a 10-bed ICU as well as 10 floor beds just dedicated to burn patients. So in the burn unit, you do a lot of skin grafting, a lot of debridements. We also take care of Steven Johnson syndrome as well as... Fourniers, gangrene, and necrotizing fasciitis. And then we also take care of pediatric burns. So then PGY2 year, you do two months of plastics, two months of burns again, as well as two months of hand. Our hand surgery attendings are both orthopedic surgeons as well as plastic surgeons. So you get to see how orthopedic surgeons kind of handle patients as well as how our plastic surgeons handle patients, which is very similar. We also do oral surgery rotation as well as a dermatology rotation. It's a good mix. So PGY one year is your heavy year of general surgery. And I think when you're on general surgery, you're really treated like a general surgery resident. You're not an extra person. So you're in the OR as much as any other person would be in the OR. And I think it's really important to get those ICU experiences Your third year, you actually act as the burn chief, so you're managing the burn ICU. I think it's really good to get general surgery experience because then you know how to manage your patients. You're not just going to be a good plastic surgeon. You're going to be a good surgeon in general. Your PGY3 year, you're doing five months at our main hospital, Loyola, doing both general plastic surgery, reconstructive surgery, things like that, as well as some pediatric plastic surgery. You do two months at our VA. So the Heinz VA is actually the second largest VA in the country. We have a spinal cord unit. So we do a lot of pressure sore reconstruction 
General surgery takes care of the debridements for us, but we do do all the reconstructions there. We have a nurse practitioner in the spinal cord unit who's amazing. She helps manage all the patients postoperatively. They do all their own wound vacs, so you're not doing wound vac changes. You're just really doing surgical management. While you're at the VA, your third year is your first month as a chief. So you get experience being the chief at the VA. When you're at the VA, you're the only plastics resident there. So you're doing all the clinic. You're doing all the surgeries with the attending, which is really nice dipping your toe into the chief kind of pool, managing people. We do general plastics there. So we'll do a lot of Mohs reconstruction because there's a Mohs dermatologist there. We do do some quote unquote cosmetic stuff. We do some brow lifts and some bluffs for people who are symptomatic for the patients there. We do some paniculectomies while they're there, breast reductions, and we've started actually doing breast reconstruction for cancer at the VA. They just hired a nurse practitioner for us to help with our clinics and our scheduling, which is nice. Also, during your third year, you do another two months of hand, and then you do ENT, your burn chief rotation, and then oculoplastics. When you're on oculoplastics, you're actually the main operative resident because the other ophthalmology resident is actually the consult resident. So they're usually busy seeing consults and you're operating with the oculoplastics attending. So I think I did like 36 bluffs that month. Your PGY four year, you do eight months again at Maine Loyola campus, two months as VA chief again, and then two months as hand. PGY five, you're doing six months at the VA, one month at Maine. And then currently what I'm doing is I just finished three months at Lurie and then I go directly to Shriners Hospital, which is close to Loyola out in the suburbs, where we do another two months. So we get a big five-month straight-through chunk of pediatrics, which is really nice. And then PGY six year, you do three months of hand again, six months of main plastic surgery at Loyola, and then three months at the VA hospital. Just to recap, the main sites are the main university hospital, the VA, and then the time you spend at Shriners and Lurie. We also operate out of Gottlieb Hospital, which is about a 10-minute drive from Loyola. You probably go there once or twice a month to help cover cases. Dr. Semino was our old chief. He actually left Loyola last year and decided to go private practice. He built his own surgical center, and so we do cosmetic rotations with him during our chief year. And are there any independent residents or fellows? So there is a hand fellow. They are usually an orthopedic resident. They don't really take away any cases from you because there are so many hand surgeons. It's actually helpful to have them to help cover call as well as to help cover the caseload. We don't have any independent residents. We used to be an independent program, and we are now fully integrated all, through all six years. And what's the research experience like? So uh, Loyola actually just recently built its own freestanding research building adjacent to our campus. So it's just right across the street where you can do benchtop research if you want. Most of our residents do clinical research. Expectation-wise, they usually expect us to be involved with at least one or two projects. We do a lot of QI and clinical-based research. Dr. Agnew likes us to be either 
submitting or writing up one paper a year and then go to one educational conference a year, whether you're presenting or just attending the conference. What kind of support is there both as you're, you know, working on your projects and then also once you're ready to present? So with the research building that we have, we have people who are great with writing IRBs. So we have a lot of help for our IRB submissions as well as running statistics. So we have people there that help run our stats. We also have a new database called one to map which compiles all of Loyola's patients. So it is a really great database to farm information from and do some data mining from. Money-wise, usually our department funds us if our paper gets accepted. Dr. Agnew is good at finding funds for us. Loyola, the Department of Surgery, recently just hired an educational PhD. So he is being helpful with increasing our research as well as increasing our education budgets. And then a perk that we get is you get your first, second, and third year $1,200 a year, and fourth, fifth, and sixth year, you get $1,400 a year to use towards academic things. If that's meetings that you're not going to get covered, or loops, books, computers, anything, you have those discretionary funds for education. And what is call like? So our call right now is kind of going through some changes, but currently... Everyone takes home call. Your first and second year, you're on the general surgery call schedule. So you don't take any call during the week. But on the weekends, one weekend a month, you're expected to cover a Saturday 12-hour cross-cover shift. And then the other weekend a month, you're expected to cover a Sunday 24-hour call shift. And then most interns in second years work every other weekend, just going into round if you're not covering that 12 or 24-hour shift. Your PGY 3, 4, 5, and 6 year, when you're at Loyola or the VA, you help cover call, and it's all home call. So general surgery actually fields our first call. So overnight, there's a gen surge resident always in-house. They see all the consults, including our plastic surgery consults. We take face call 10 days out of the month. We split it with ENT and OMFS. So 10 days out of the month, you're on face call. Loyola is a big face trauma hospital, so we do a lot of facial trauma. We do a lot of hand trauma, too. You only take hand call when you're on hand, and there isn't just like a gen surge resident take the first call. There is a orthopedic resident in-house 24-7, and they see all of the hand traumas in the ER. You only come in if it's operative, so if you're going to the OR for hand or if you're on plastics call, if it's a complex laceration that needs to be sewn up by a plastics resident, not a general surgery resident, or if it needs to go to the OR that night. So I would say our hand and face call is pretty favorable since we do have that general surgery help. Are there any other like mid-levels that help run different services? Yeah, so we have the spinal cord NP at the VA, and then we're also hiring uh, NP for just general plastics at the VA to do all of our scheduling of surgeries as well as helping us in clinic. And then at Loyola, we have currently two APNs. They run outpatient clinics, so they're not really doing anything inpatient. So actually, we are hiring an inpatient APN right now to help with floor work 
as well as pre-apping patients. So none of them are in the OR with us. There is one person who's in the OR with us helping. His name is actually Dr. Fu, but he's a surgical first assist. He was a plastic surgeon in China for eight years and then came over, I believe, 20 years ago with his wife and his wife never wanted to leave and he didn't want to redo school. So he's just a surgical assistant in the OR, but he's micro trained. So you and him will be working, getting the flap elevated while our attending is harvesting out the vessel for the, the recipient vessels for a free flap or something like that. He walks you through steps. All of our attendings trust him and will leave us alone with him sometimes in the OR if there's two rooms going. He's just a great asset in general and is there for education and doesn't really take anything away from our experiences. Are there any opportunities for electives in the later years? There's definitely an opportunity for cosmetic electives. So going and working with Dr. Simino, like I said before, in his cosmetic stuff. Otherwise, when you're a PGY-6 and a PGY-4, you are co-chiefs on the service the first three months of the year because that's kind of transitioning the PGY-4 then eventually takes over to be solo chief for the later three months and so that helps support that PGY-4 so during those first three months July August September there's two chiefs and so you have more free time in that time so if you wanted to do projects or I know our previous chief, he was interviewing a lot for craniofacial fellowships, and he was going and visiting different programs. That's a great time to do that. So it's not necessarily like you can take a full month to go do an elective somewhere, but there's some flexibility in like your day-to-day that you can use for like smaller trips or visits. Yeah, and you definitely could take like a couple days at a time or a week at a time to go do those things. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that cosmetic experience is like? It's not a set rotation, but while you're at Loyola, the main hospital, you can go over and operate with Dr. Semino in his private practice office. It's just 15 minutes away. Also, we have our own freestanding cosmetic facility. It's called Loyola Outpatient at Oakbrook Terrace where we have our lasers, our chemical peels, and that's kind of our cosmetic clinic that's outside of the hospital. Dr. Ogrodnik runs our cosmetic clinic there. And so there we can see patients for fillers, Botox, and have kind of a cosmetic experience there if we want, just usually during our sixth year and sometimes during our fourth year, we can go over there. Fifth year is a little bit busy because you're off site more often. But if you have any cosmetic patients that you want to staff with our attendings during your fourth, fifth, and sixth year, we have an informal resident cosmetic and reconstructive clinic. Currently, we do not have a set month long rotation, but Dr. Agnew is fiddling with our schedule to figure out when she can set aside time for us. We're just very busy at our main hospital, Loyola with operative cases that she's trying to shuffle some things around. She's actually decreased the number of months that we're on general surgery to get help from our PGY-2s to help cover so that our PGY-4s and 6s can do more cosmetic. And you can start booking your own cases for that as a PGY-4? Yes. I did five breast dogs when I was a PGY-4. So you definitely meet your numbers. I'm 
mid PGY5 year and I've met all my case numbers that are required. Are there any opportunities for any international trips or experiences? Yeah, so Dr. Juan Angelotz, he was the previous chief before Dr. Samino. He actually goes to Peru every year and operates at a burn center. So we have the opportunity to go there if we want, as well as with the general surgery burn attendings. We have opportunities to go to different locations with them. What years usually go? Either during your PGY4 year or during your PGY6 year. And how long are those trips usually? So Dr. Angelotz goes for a week, and the last burn one was for 10 days. They went to Africa. Do you get any experience with gender affirmation surgery? We are at a Catholic institution. Loyola is owned by Trinity Health. So we are technically Catholic. And so at our own institution, we are not able to do gender affirmation surgery. However, when you are at Lurie Children's Hospital, you get experience with all the um, gender surgeries there. And is moonlighting possible? So moonlighting is possible. At the VA, you can moonlight overnight in the SICU, or on the weekends, they do do 24-hour calls, as well as the transplant service at Loyola overnight. They request residents to cover call, and they pay for those calls for transplant as well. I know you mentioned the Education Fund perk already, but are there any other perks you'd like to share? Since we do take call as PGY1s, 2s, and 3s for some general surgery because of the burn unit, we get $600 a year towards food. You get the education stipend. We also have a micro lab in the basement of our medical school. And then we also all have figs that are embroidered with our names and plastic surgery that has made many other specialties in our hospital jealous. Can you tell me a little bit more about the micro lab? So our micro lab, we have two microscopes downstairs. We have six sets of micro instruments as well as micro anastomosis kits that different rep companies have provided us with a plethora of. So we have lots to go around. And Dr. Fu actually helps facilitate our micro lab when one of our attendings is not available. He's always more than happy to help assist you down in micro lab. Do you ever get to work on animals there as well as those kits? So we haven't had any animal labs yet. General surgery, though, when you are on rotation with them, they do do pig labs. So you do work on live animals under anesthetic while you're on general surgery to do your laparoscopic skills. And is there like a formal time when residents spend some time in the micro lab or is it more like something you arrange with an attending at any point during your training? We do do formal micro labs every couple months with our attendings. We also do journal clubs every month or two months. And then we have weekly case-based education. And what area of plastic surgery would you say residents have the strongest experience in upon graduation? I would say general reconstruction. We do a lot of breast reconstruction, both micro and implant-based 
as well as latissimus flaps. And then because we are a very strong trauma center, we do a lot of lower extremity reconstruction. Our orthopedic colleagues are great and always refer all their patients to us for lower extremity recon. We also do a lot of facial trauma. So while you're on ENT and OMFS, you get to see how they do their facial trauma. And then we take our own call. So we see how we do our facial trauma as well. And then burns. I would say we, since we have such a big burn center, burn care, we are really strong at. But I would just say general reconstruction is our strongest area. And how would you improve your program? I would have said six months ago, we would improve it with our clinical cosmetic experience. And Dr. Agnew took that to heart. I actually said that at my last mid-year review. And so now that's why she's setting up a month block for us to work with Dr. Semino, as well as improving our time at Oak Brook and our laser center, as well as doing peels, injectables, and then working with dermatology. So now what would you say? How to improve it? Now that that part of it's been improved. I would say our only real weakness is the gender affirmation surgery. But because we are a Catholic institution, currently we can't do those surgeries. So we do get that experience at Lurie Children's. It is only a three-month rotation, though. So that is something that we are lacking in. Now to transition a bit. I'd love to hear an introduction to your program leadership, so your PD and your chief. So currently, our interim chief is Dr. Darl Van Diemender. He is my mentor, an amazing, amazing surgeon. He's probably one of my favorite people. He was Loyola-trained, did a hand fellowship at Medical College of Wisconsin, and then came back actually to Loyola. So he's been a Loyola lifer, as people say about him. But he's a great person. It's so easy to talk to him. You can go to him with anything. He's a big reconstructive guy. So he does all the breast recon, a lot of lower extremity recon, any flap that you think of, he's done. All of our past residents constantly call him and reach out to him. And even when he's scrubbed in the middle of a case, He'll ask the nurse to bring his phone over so he can look at photos and talk him through what they're doing. Our program director is Dr. Sonia Agnew. She is from Northwestern originally, and then she did a hand fellowship. She just lives and breathes Loyola plastic surgery. She texts me at 11 p.m. at night asking me, hey, I made this change in the rotation schedule. What do you think? So all of our attendings constantly are in contact with us and making sure we're doing okay or giving us, you know, words of encouragement, things like that. So she does a lot of hand surgery. She also does lower extremity reconstruction and microsurgery. Our other two attendings, Dr. Ogrodnik, he was trained at Alabama. He actually did general surgery at Mississippi and then went to Alabama for his fellowship. He does general plastics as well as cosmetic surgery. So he's the head of the Oak Brook Terrace Cosmetic Clinic. And then Dr. Buholz just recently became board certified in plastic surgery. She went to St. Louis University and then did a micro fellowship 
at Kansas, and she does breast micro, as well as a lot of our facial trauma. At the VA, you work with Dr. Ramasastri, who's amazing. He trained at Pittsburgh, and he has written a paper on anything possible that you can think of. And he constantly is trying to get you to write papers, but he's a great asset in clinic and really helps you think independently and form surgical plans. And what kind of a role do residents play in department decision making? So whether that's choosing new residents or faculty hires or any other changes. So actually, we are currently looking for a new chief. So I said Dr. Randy Vinder's interim chief, Dr. Semino, left just as of April. So we are in a chief hunt, and I actually just got an email before this asking me when I'd be available to interview. So we're constantly included in our chief search. So the residents interview the chief as well as all of our faculty, and they take our opinion strongly. As it comes to interviews for future residents, everyone interviews the residents, and then we all meet afterwards and discuss and give our opinions. So everyone really values our opinion, which is nice. You're not just a lowly person on the totem pole. And now can you tell me a bit more about the relationships amongst the residents? Since we are a small program, we definitely are just a family, and that's what we're looking for. We constantly have each other's backs, and whenever something comes up in someone's life, everyone is jumping to help cover that person. Recently, one of our residents had a family issue where they had to fly back to New York, and all of us pitched in to cover call and things like that. We also hang out outside of the hospital, and then we also get along really well with all the general surgery residents, as well as the oral surgery residents, ENT, everyone We rotate with everyone, get along with everyone. I'm actually marrying one of the oral surgery residents, so everyone just really gets along, and Loyal is really welcoming. Just everyone's a great resident to work with. What are some qualities, you would say, of like a resident that would fit well in your program? I think first and foremost, someone who is willing to work hard. We are a big operative center, so we do a lot of cases someone who's willing to pull their own weight. I think what you put into residency is what you're going to get out. And if you want to be a great surgeon, you're staying late, you're operating, you're helping cover, making sure that everyone goes home together is one of kind of our mantras that we do. We're not just leaving one person in the OR to finish a micro case. The VA resident constantly is coming over at the end of their day because the VA is lighter and helping cover Loyola. So I think someone who wants to work hard and then also someone who likes to have fun because (laughs) we definitely work hard and play hard. We live in Chicago, so people love going out here. We have crazy Christmas parties where attendings are arm wrestling residents, things like that. We all just like to hang out and just have a fun time. Now a little bit more about how residents live. So Where do residents live and do most owner rent? So where do residents live? I would say five out of our six residents live downtown because it is an easy commute to Loyola and because our call schedule is so forgiving. Our third year resident actually just moved to the city. So he was living out in the suburbs and then by work and now he just moved to the city. 
our intern Bianca lives out in the suburbs by Loyola because she went to Loyola for medical school. So she just continued her lease there. But everyone lives downtown. I would say half of us own and half of us rent. So I rented my first two years because I lived with my sister who was an ENT resident at Loyola actually. And then once she graduated, I bought my own place. I think it's very good investment to buy your own place in Chicago. A lot of people live in condos. Two of our residents live in, one lives in a townhouse and the other lives in a house. So it is possible to live in a house and have a backyard and still live in the city of Chicago. Three of our attendings live in the city of Chicago as well, and they all have houses with backyards. So I think, you know, people think of Chicago as a big city, you have to live in a high rise, but it's definitely doable to live wherever you want and be accessible still to downtown Chicago. And are most residents single, married, getting married? What's that spread? So three of our residents are married. Myself, I'm engaged. And then two of our residents are single. None of our residents have children as of yet, but the majority of us are dog parents. And so we like to go to the dog park together. And is it necessary to have a car? I would say for Loyola, it's possible not to have a car, but all of us do have cars. I think just if you want to take city transportation, it's possible to get from the city out to Loyola. You would take the train and then jump on a bus. But taking home call, I think it would, you know, if you didn't want to have a car, then living by the hospital would be a definite. All of us have cars. If you own in the city, you usually buy a parking spot with your apartment. If you're renting, it's easy to get a spot in your building. I've had to do both. And what do you like about living in Chicago? So I would definitely say the food is the best part of Chicago. It's a big city, but it's still in the Midwest. So I'm originally from Ohio, which is definitely a Midwest-friendly state. And so I was nervous moving to Chicago. I thought it was too big of a city. It was going to be overwhelming for me, but it's just like a hometown in a big city. Everyone is super nice. You get to know the city really well. It's very walkable and there's so much to do, either from little pop-up museums to restaurants to going to the beach. Lakeshore Drive is awesome. You can bike around the city. There's trails all up and down Lake Michigan and then you can drive and visit a bunch of places. So there's Wisconsin is just to the north of us. You can go to Michigan, has a lot of cute little towns on the lake that, you know, when you have a free weekend, it's just a two-hour drive and you feel like you're going to a completely different place. So that's most of what I wanted to talk about today. Any final thoughts either on your program in particular or on the general process of choosing a residency? So in regards to my program in particular, I came from a really big program. I went to Ohio State for medical school. It's a huge program. They take two integrated residents and then they also have a fellowship. It's a huge micro program. 
Loyola was the last thing that I thought I wanted in a program. I thought I wanted a program just like my own. But after going around to different places, I think residency, no matter where you go, you're going to be a great plastic surgeon. It's a long time and it's stressful no matter where you go. It's six or seven years and it's definitely stressful. There's no way, no other way to put it. So I think your quality of life is the most important thing. So being somewhere where you can see yourself for the next six to seven years, making sure you have accessible support groups, so friends, family that are close by, I think that's really important, especially on those days when you're having a tough time. And then also in regards to days you're having a tough time, making sure that the attendings and your co-residents are people that you can turn to. Those are the most important things that I think when you're looking at a program, every program has to meet certain numbers. So you're going to get your cases. If you feel like you're not ready to be a plastic surgeon, you can always do a fellowship. So I think that's always possible. Loyola, actually, most people don't do fellowships coming out. I would say it's kind of an every other year thing now. So Uma was our previous chief. He just, he's at Johns Hopkins right now for craniofacial. So we matched amazing fellowships. Joel, who's my current chief right now, he's just going out into private practice. And then I myself, I'm doing an aesthetic fellowship with Dr. Hammond. So I think just, you know, really finding a good fit and just thinking about quality of life is something that's really important because no matter where you go, you're going to be a great plastic surgeon. And how could interested students find out more about your program? So we have a great website you can go to, as well as just our Instagram at Loyola Plastic Surgery. And then you can feel free to reach out to me by email. It, my email is maylee.yang at lumc.edu. Just my first and last name. And you can find me on our resident website. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing to our show via your favorite podcast service and following us on Instagram and Twitter. For more podcast episodes and residency information, check out our website, doctority.co. That's doctority.co. We love feedback from listeners, so please contact us through the website or through social media with your questions or suggestions. See you next time.